0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Craig Jack joins us now, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, longtime college football broadcaster. He is on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Bowler, good morning.
1: DJ, PK, what up? Hello.
0: Well, we always talk on this show about how the older you get, the more you don't root for teams, you root for people. And you know people and their stories and their backgrounds. Whenever anything happens, you kind of look through it through that lens. And so as I'm hearing all this Big 12 talk, right, and it seems logical what needs to happen, and you hear behind the scenes it's happening, and then you hear publicly it's happening. It's like, oh, hurry up and get there. And I was thinking of you in this whole Big 12 story (laughs) because I'm thinking, Bowler never thought he could drive down to Provo and see Kansas State play a conference game. Crazy. But it looks like it's about to happen.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Uh, guys, I talked to back in Kansas City. Uh, they just think it's a matter of hours or so before, you know, the before it's all you know said and done. But no, I never thought I could go to Provo, Utah, to see Kansas State one day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I mean, that is is that full circle or is that half a circle? I'm not sure what to say about that, but amazing. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I thought all of it was for BYU. You know, we've talked to, we've talked about this conference thing, you know, for years, Pac-12, what do you think? Uh, moving, uh, East, you know, going West, staying independent, uh, what would be the best scenario? But, Boy, in the world of college football, it's ever changing, and nothing surprises me anymore. To and to see Oklahoma and Texas uh, leave, uh, you know, the Big Twelve to go to the massive SEC conference now, which will be you know the mega of mega uh, conferences in college football. Uh, you know, there's, there's spots that open, and I think BYU's uh, one of the gems in college football. Um, and why not? So I'm excited to see it happen.
2: We've seen, obviously, in the West, BYU have a footprint in uh, in the Western part of the country, very, very strong. Part of it is because of the church. Obviously, a significant part of it is because of the church affiliation. But I think, too, you go back and there's been guys like that 96 team that was really good, had some DBs out of California, and I think it's because they knew of BYU. Sarkeesian, you know, you knew of BYU if you're in the West. I grew up uh, after I got into high school in Arizona and California, and I was aware of who the BYU quarterback was virtually at all times so you were you had a in the West you had a significant awareness of BYU football now as it looks that they're going to head East this is your part of the country not DJ and mine we don't have a lot of experience in this part of the country do you think BYU football could have the same type of impact in the in these newer areas that they're going to venture into, that they had to where they can pick off some players, just because of the BYU rep now that they yeah. had in the West, that they could also have in your part of the country where you came yeah. from.
1: You know, absolutely. Uh, I don't see why not. I mean, you know, remember Nauvoo, Illinois, right? Is where it all yep. began, and that's where the trek west occurred. So that's not you know far from the Kansas City area. And uh, there is a Mormon community uh, in Kansas City. Uh, I grew up across the street from a, um, an LDS family. It was kind of unknown at that time for me, you know, what that was, what truly that was about. But yeah, to your point about recruiting, I think it opens up a, a different recruiting path that I don't think anyone ever thought of, uh, to be honest with you, PK. Um, I think the BYU name. Because of the names of of, of, of Steve Young, uh, Lavelle Edwards, uh, you know, even the Robbie Boscos didn't play long in the National Football League, but still, you know, the the '84 championship has been a long, long time ago. But still, that resonates, in my opinion, you know, around the college football world because the way they play or the way they played. You know the the quarterback factory, but now that's kind of coming back around with Zach Wilson in the National Football League, the number two pick. Look, those things always rekindle thoughts and what BYU was and who they may be again. Um, I think I, I I think it's a win win for the conference and also for BYU. Fresh start, uh, a new way of recruiting, uh, new players they've maybe never been able to reach. And if it does, if it does happen, PK, um, I think it revitalizes both both the conference and the BYU program.
0: It's funny you mentioned Zach in the NFL. Remember when you guys at KSL had to lobby? Ty Detmer had been in the league a long time, but he was yeah. starting for the Sixers, and you had to lobby or Sixers for the Eagles, and you guys had to lobby to get him on. And the game did like a seventeen rating, which is yeah. like a big playoff game, almost a not quite a conference title rating and everyone's blown away, and all of a sudden we're getting Eagle games every week. Well, every game. Zach Wilson is on TV week one on CBS in Utah, but he's not week two, and I've thought of that. And I wondered, I wonder if BYU fans are going to tune in. <laughs> he's going to get a 17 rating, and all of a sudden we're going to get a notice. Oh, last-minute switch for week two.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's strange. You see the New York market all of a sudden. What's this thing in Utah? What's yeah. the trickle-down effect in a Salt Lake City? But, yeah, you know, the power of the fans. You want to see a player, it can happen. I don't know if – should we call Jim Nance and get him on live and say, man, turn us – you know what's funny is everyone said, just turn the switch, you know, in New York. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, it doesn't quite happen that way. (laughs) But, you know, people would be upset. Like, just call him. Just call him and turn the switch over to to watch Ty Detmer play. But uh, those were good old days. And Zach's going to probably, again, success, depending on how he does in New York. It's a huge stage. Uh, will only bring you know more notoriety to, to, to BYU. Honestly, uh, you know that's what Ty did. That's what Steve Young did. Uh, you know, it's it's gosh, it was one after another. And Ty Deemer, you know, went into the Heisman. I'll never forget that day in Hawaii when he heard it first because of the of the delay, um, and really again put BYU on the map with Ty Demmer.
2: I think Mark Pope's going to have a field day because I think this has the tremendous uh, opportunity to be a really good basketball league because it already is. I mean, you got defending uh, titleists uh, in Baylor uh, and Kansas speaks for itself. K State has yeah, had yeah. its moments. Uh, Texas Tech was in a Final Four. Oklahoma State usually is solid.
1: Yeah, they're always solid. Uh, Don't so- forget Kansas State has always kind of been floating around. PK. Oh yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. dominant, but you know, again, it goes back to remember. Again, this dates me, but Rolando Blackman was on the front page of Sports Illustrated years ago, had a great career in Dallas, and uh, it, it was always kind of, again, the, it was the throwaways from the University of Kansas who would come to K-State, but it was always so competitive. Um, and Alan Darnell Spiel.
0: Valentine?
1: Yeah, Darnell Valentine. <laughs> Paul Malkeski. I mean, all these names that go way back. But uh, I would say the Allen Fieldhouse, if you haven't been there, is still iconic. It's just a, it's a great place to watch basketball, as was Ahern Fieldhouse in Manhattan before uh, they decided to go big time and build Bramlage Coliseum. But, yeah, there's some great basketball in the Big 12. And, of course, Kansas is the uh, the foundation point of it all. But, yeah, if you see BYU jump in and they decide to bring – Basketball with them, which I'm guessing they should and would. Uh, then you've really got, you know, some. I think the fans just, the fans really are the ones PK yeah, that sure. will uh, benefit. They'll eat it up. From, yeah, because what happens again is what we always talked about. Can you can you lose a game and still have a shot at a conference championship? Absolutely. Yep. And that's I think that's what's really the the best scenario. And if ESPN obviously is going to come along. Uh, K State's not going to mind being on ESPN and Lavelle Edwards Stadium, by the way, on a on a Thursday or Saturday night at eight fifteen uh, Mountain Time. It may be a little, you know, it's Midwest is only an hour ahead, but uh, you know, there's a lot of good scenarios here if it all works out.
0: Okay, but so Bowler, uh, pull back the curtain a little bit because you've worked for uh, multiple networks. You did uh, after KSL, you did the ES- you did a bunch of ESPN games. Actually, while you were at KSL, you did stuff. You jumped to CBS. You've done stuff for Fox. I think there's way more rivalry between the networks than people let on. And CBS and Fox are about to get cut into the postseason as it expands. The Pac-12 commissioner made it clear they're going to use an NFL-type model. I'm thinking CBS, which has been doing one SEC game, is going to be doing more. And whether it's Big 12, Pac-12, or Big 10, they can't get the ACC and SEC. Those are locked up. So I'm thinking CBS and Fox are going to embrace these other three leagues big time. What do you know? You giggled when I said rivalry between the networks. I heard you giggling.
1: Oh yeah, oh it was always huge. Uh, I remember well when we would start getting our schedules at CBS, and it was like uh, you know they would allow they would tell us look uh, you know tomorrow at noon uh, is going to be almost like a lottery where you know the network who has the contract with the well the main contract with the SEC would get their first pick, and then it, the trickle down effect would happen after that. ESPN would jump in and take one game, and then. You know, uh, then, then CBS would come back and they would take, uh, you know, the Auburn Alabama game that year, uh, depending. And then, uh, oh, it was crazy just to see how, how how the the networks were able to almost do this pick picking process, and then how they would fill their schedules uh, on a yearly basis. And now ESPN basically owns the world. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. I think CBS is basically running out of time and the SEC, yes. they may they may have uh, they may stick in there for uh, what is it another year? I think it is. They, they've got
0: two more years, but the two commissioner more years. the commissioner I think made it pretty clear that everybody wants live football, so CBS oh, yes. is going to find some somewhere.
1: They will. Well, the Big Ten, I think they're going to try to put a foothold or toe hold in there uh, with CBS. Uh, you know, college sports. They're, they've got another off station or a cable station that's, They'll do that. They were doing Navy games. Sometimes I jumped on there with Randy Cross and did a Navy game uh, as well. But uh, yeah, I think uh, all of a sudden the Big 12 feels like they've lost ground uh, with the loss of Oklahoma and Texas. But I think BYU still. I think ESPN has proven this, guys. Right, that BYU has an audience far-reaching, and so that's why you know you got to applaud b y u and the athletic department to make this happen, and this only probably makes that property even a, a bit more valuable
2: so we're less than a month away as crazy as it sounds from at least preseason nBA hoop the juice is starting to flow.
1: I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, I can't believe it i mean it's um it was four weeks from last what a couple days ago you know you go in to go to San Antonio on the fourth, and you play Dallas on the sixth. You come back, you get to see uh, Zion and uh, New Orleans, and then you finish up the pre excuse me the preseason with the World Champion Bucks. That's not bad. That's a pretty good preseason schedule. So um, then on the twentieth we play for real. It's amazing how quick. I was just telling uh, you know, Jake that this is uh, the time of year where you get. You know, baseball playoffs starting to really heat up, and, and the World Series just around the corner, and you got college football underway, and you got the NBA rolling. I mean, this is this is a good time of year. Uh, I can't believe how fast things go from the NBA Finals to the Olympics, and out to another season. I feel like we've compacted three years of basketball into about a year and a half, which really kind of we have. You know, it's truncated season last year. This year they're going for eighty-two, and we'll see if we can't get back on track. But yeah, let's go. I'm ready.
0: So the Jazz are going to have a fairly old roster, but then you see what the Lakers and Nets are doing like. Well, maybe the Jazz aren't old enough. But when well, the future, when the day. future is now, what else are you supposed to do?
1: Yeah, every day something's going on with the Nets and the Lakers with another like what? Lamarcus Aldridge comes out of retirement. Um, you know, it's it, DeAndre Jordan. All these guys are loading up with uh, v- veteran minimum contracts for all of them to try to have one last chance to grab a ring uh, in the twilight of the career. So we'll see who stays healthy. But no, this is the time for the Jazz. I think it's real obvious that, you know, they're the, over the luxury tax. Uh, Ryan Smith said from the get-go, you know, his eyes were on a championship. You know what Donovan and Rudy, uh, what their goals are. But also, you have to continue to build to prove to Donovan, especially, you know, at 25 now, I just had a birthday a few days ago. That this is this is real. This is the real deal. You don't have to make a jump anywhere else. Uh, well, you're, you they want we want you staying here. We want you to be a Malone Stockton type of 19 year, 17 year vet and make it happen. And if you, as long as you prove that to players, because the fear now, as you guys know, is players demanding trades. Harden, you know, made his point. And got got a deal done. Damian Lillard, to his credit, you know, talked about it, kind of pulled back on that, and still I think wants to stay in Portland. But also he's asking, will you prove to me that you're willing to to go the distance and make it happen? And there's still talk that Ben Simmons is going to end up in Portland. You know, I mean, at least that's what the so-called experts are betting on. So, but you know, who do you lose to get a Ben Simmons? And is, is he coming west? Is he will he? Perform in a, in a restart. I don't know, but the clock is ticking. Something has to happen on that on that uh, deal uh, fairly quickly before uh, the you know camp's going to open before you know it, and open court is underway. Players are starting to trickle back in to start working out, and you know here in Salt Lake City. So yeah, a lot of things are going to have to happen in the league in the next week or two uh, as things start to really uh, you know focus in on preseason.
0: Buller, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you again. Good luck to uh, K State in the new Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, man, it'd be kind of fun to go to Provo. Road trip, PK you drive the bus, okay?
2: Easy, man. I will take you all the way.
1: All right. <laughs> to and from and, and and back again. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, can I just ask you? And we didn't talk BYU Utah. Who who's picking who?
0: Oh, we're picking Utah until BYU wins. I'm going we'll be with wrong. the winner. Nice. Going
1: with the winner. (laughs) Thank you, Bowler. We better run.
0: Talk to you. When we come back, Pablo Mastroni, RSL interim head coach, next.